Hello and welcome to Brighter Business, the Oakland podcast. This is the podcast where we chat to interesting people about the big changes that are shaping organisations and industries today. I'm Ben Parsons, an associate partner here at Oakland, and today we're going to be talking about the future of customer experience in the automotive industry. Now, I know that at the moment, everybody is tired of hearing cliches about turbulent times and new normals, but the fact is so much is changing out there in the world at the moment, and it's changing at a blistering rate. At Oakland, we're incredibly fortunate to work with the companies who are facing into and leading that change, and we thought it'd be really nice to sit down and talk to the people that are on the front line. Now, car making in the automotive industry feels like it's on the cusp of a monumental transformation. There are changes like the race to electric cars and connected cars and autonomous cars, which are really well publicised. But there are other less well-known trends as well that are just as significant. And, and all of this really is, I think, going to have a profound impact on the way that car makers engage their customers and, of course, the way that you and I think about our cars. I'm really looking forward to talking about it and to do exactly that, I'm delighted today to be joined by Dora Boganyi from Ineos Automotive. Hello, Dora. Hi, Ben. Thank Hello. you. Thanks for the invitation. Thank you. It's great to have you here. Now, it's fair to say we absolutely love working with Ineos. It's a hugely ambitious company. It's grasping a big opportunity in the, in the industry and I think taking quite a unique and perhaps contrarian approach to that opportunity. Now, before we dive into all of the really interesting topics that we have to discuss, would you maybe just give us a brief bit of background on yourself and your role at Ineos? Yeah, thank you. So, yeah, my background is solid 15, 16 years of uh, automotive experience with various brands. So first I started with Honda, then uh, with the sales development back in my home country in Hungary. And then with Honda, I moved to the UK to take up uh, roles in the European headquarter. And then after I moved to Jaguar Land Rover, um, I was uh, looking up the network development for the emerging world, mainly for Southeast Asia, Africa, and some Southern Eastern European markets. And then, um, then next I jumped into really the, the pinnacle brand of, of Royce Royce, where I spent three years focusing on future retail and, and really understanding what high net worth and ultra high net worth individuals are requesting from a, from a retail, uh, retail perspective. So that's where my really my deep dive and journey started to really focus on the customers and and their uh, their expectation their changing expectations and then uh, two and a half years ago I joined Ineos Automotive very early days of the project and I took up a really big role covering everything from customer insight all the way through to sales channel development how are we gonna sell who do we gonna sell and uh, and which market do we go first yeah thank you what, what an opportunity and, and maybe for, for anybody listening who hasn't uh, heard the words or the name grenadier would you maybe explain briefly what it is that ineos automotive are trying to do and uh, what they're looking to achieve at the moment yeah ineos automotive is a fairly young company established uh, three four years ago when jim ratcliffe had a brilliant idea to fill the gap in the market when land rover decided to seize the production of the defender and then since then, we have been working on the Ineos Granadier, started as Project Granadier. And then last year, we launched the brand and announced the name of the product, which is the Ineos Granadier. And this is an uncompromising 4x4 built on purpose and uh, filling, filling, filling the gap on the market what the old you know, classic 4x4s left on the market. So it's a really good 
good adventure for all of us to really bring on, on the market an uncompromising 4x4, which is, um, you know, relying on the heritage of the all the spiritual uh, 4x4 uh, bakers and then reconsidered in the 21st century and then and then make it really a rugged 4x4 which serves all purpose and it's it is a workhorse it is the tool and this is this is what Ineos Grandier is all about for us working at Ineos Automotive it's a great opportunity because this doesn't happen ever so often in the automotive industry more I cannot really recall any anyone coming as a new manufacturer building building a car building a new car company not relying on any any legacy networks or any legacy brands it it is really you know coming and building from the ground up not only the vehicle but the company itself so for all of us at Ineos is a there's a once in a lifetime opportunity to be involved get involved roll the sleeves up and then and then be a part of this journey yeah, it's so exciting. And actually, what I find so interesting is that in, in so many ways, Ineos are really leading the curve. But equally, what you're actually building is quite a back-to-basic car, I think, in some ways, if I've understood it correctly. It's it's almost an analogue car in an increasingly digital world. And I'm, it's a really bold statement to make. And I guess I'm really interested in that because increasingly, I think, as the world moves online and more and more of our interactions get digital, Increasingly, I think those real life experiences matter so much more. Absolutely. So our vehicle, yes, it is. It is petrol diesel, as you may have seen already in the in the internet, uh, with an internal combustion engine. And but everything else that we do around the vehicle is 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 compliant with the twenty first century and beyond. So and that will make that will make the difference. And, and this is where our main focus is, you, you know, the purpose that the vehicle is built for, you need this kind of engine, you need this capability to deliver, to get you out of the mud in deep Africa, or, or just have some fun on a four by four course, you, you all need this capability. And, um, and the differentiation factor is really how you present, how you do and offer all the services around the vehicle for the customer, keeping the customer in mind and what the target audience is expecting from such a brand from, a, from an experience point of view. And that's, that's what we are really focused on. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And obviously, we're here to talk about customer experience. And I guess that all depends on who your customer is. And it, it strikes me that increasingly, in particularly in the 4x4 market, there's lots of supposed outdoor all-terrain vehicles, which really are only designed for the city streets. And, uh, and Ineos really aren't. It's not that sort of business. It's not that sort of car. But you must have, I would imagine, a huge range of different types of customers and, and customer personas that you're working towards. What is that range and, and how do you make the car and the experience you're giving appeal to such a wide variety of customers? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's really a valid, valid point. Our customer groups are, are really a huge segment and very varied segment, as, as you said. So we always say that our customer groups are moving in a, on a scale from work to play. Because obviously, if you are a Red Cross NGO, for example, then then you need a you need a really robust, rugged 
baker to help you in in you know very rough terrains and under very rough conditions and equally on the other extreme um if you are an enthusiast you know four by four enthusiast and you want to use this car you know at the weekend you want to go and get out and and try and test and try to break it and you know that gives you the right level of adrenaline and and smile on your face to to use this type of vehicle, and then you have the anything in between. It's finding that common, you know. If we think about the Venn diagram and what's in the middle, it is it is really fundamental because there is one thing that every customer group is looking for, and that is that is the experience, that is the brand, and and then that is the engagement with you know how you're gonna engage, how you're gonna let me know the relevant information in my own time, in my own space, on my own channel, and then how you're going to engage with me when I effectively go and see you, what's the face, what, who is behind the brand. So that's kind of very similar uh, to, to the different uh, customer groups that, you know, how, how does that manifest in, in real life? Yeah, and that's so interesting. And, and I think that points about real life again, because we're sat in our homes, you know, in the middle of a second lockdown here in the UK. And I think um, one of the big shifts, obviously, is that life is moving online at the moment and increasingly everything is online. And I know customer experience is much more than just the, the buying cycle, but equally th there's an expectation, I think, that, that online is the way forward when it comes to purchasing things. Now, clearly buying a car is is quite a big purchase. And so... I mean, do you see there are certain aspects of, of that experience that will just always have to remain in real life that, that we just can't digitize, do you think, when it comes to something like a car, especially a car like the Grenadier? I think we are in a unique position with the Grenadier because there are certain aspects that are certain cars you will be able to buy fully online, I think. But our vehicle is 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 all about the the driving, the experience to see and show the capability. So I truly believe that for a vehicle like ours, a test drive is a pinnacle experience in the in the purchase cycle that needs to happen, that has to take place, has to take place in a real environment where, where you can show the capability when, when you can understand the different gadgets that you have that supports you on a on a four by four course on a four by four journey if you take an overland let's say from germany to to cape town so you know you cross a couple of countries you need to understand your vehicle inside out uh, what is capable of so you really need need to have that experience on first hand and not just you know go by and you, you can try it out on your own time i don't think that's the that's the relevant piece. I'd like to go on a Neos uh, Grenadier test drive now. I think that sounds quite exciting. Uh, <laughs> get out into I'm the I'm sure it will wilds. be exciting. And um, yeah, you know, it, it, it will happen, you know, hopefully yeah. not in the far distant future, but sooner than, than anybody expects. Yeah, let's hope so. And, and actually that plays into another, I think, key dynamic of this industry, which is the role of dealerships. And I know that, yeah. that those that aren't involved in the industry will maybe know, maybe not, but obviously most manufacturers don't have a direct relationship with their customers. The, the dealer network's there to, um, you know, hold inventory, leverage private capital and, and so on. And that that model's existed for a long time, but I think it's got some flaws as well. I mean, do, do you feel that there's an opportunity, uh, particularly as these, these real life experiences, you know, around test drives and things like that 
become even more important. Do you think there's an opportunity for, for manufacturers to take more control in that space? Absolutely. And this is a trend that we see in the wider automotive industry. So all brands understand that, you know, the existing business model that we all know very well inside out, the, the dealerships and their roles and their roles are massively transforming because the customers are getting customer expectations are changing and and they need to adapt to their ways of working, what skills, what opportunities do they have that they can capitalize on. So their their role is is fundamentally going through a massive transformation with all the digitalization of every type of sales process and 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 customer acquisition and and what is the what is the space in aftercare. So the role of the dealership will will fundamentally change over the next you know next years and the business model will change and all manufacturers are exactly in the space that you mentioned that they try to get closer to the customer shorten up the value chain to really understand what the cost who the customer is have that one-to-one relationship not only during the sales process or during the test drive or at the handover place but you know, have that one-to-one connection from a very early day when, uh, when a customer starts to browse on the internet and, and try to find which vehicle do I want to buy. And that will be the, the big change. And I can very confidently say that all manufacturers are looking at this very, very deeply because they know that that's, that's, the, that's the way forward. They need to have that relationship and then bring the dealer network on board with their new roles to support that one-to-one customer relationship. I think that's really exciting. And it's so great to be able to start with that blank sheet of paper, as you say, and design it the right way. And you've seen businesses in all industries, I think, do that incredibly successfully. And one part of it I'm quite interested in is not so much the sales part, because I think, as we said at the start, that's only one part of the process and it gets a lot of focus because it's obviously quite important, but there's a lot more to the the experience a customer has as a brand than its sales process. And particularly if you look at the after sales and the servicing uh, and, and all of the work that goes on in the life cycle of owning a vehicle, those interactions are, I think can really mold the way that someone sees a, a vehicle brand. And do you, do you see that part of the industry changing going forwards as well? Do you think that's, as, as well as the, the manufacturing and, and the new car sales, do you think there's an opportunity for that after sales part to be disrupted as we go forward as well? Certainly, certainly, because at the moment, you know, the communication between the driver and the vehicle is is the dashboard. That obviously this also gets more and more digital and more more details. You know, the the different CarPlay options uh, are available for for a, for a modern vehicle, and then but it still has doesn't communicate to us that you know if you have a light coming up on the vehicle and on the dashboard, you only see the red light or the amber light and you don't exactly know what's happening with your vehicle. The change with the, with the, with the dashboards and you know, give a little bit of information to the customer that you know, do I need to panic or not, that will also give an opportunity to you know, engage and put that peace of mind into the customer's head that you know, it's all good. You are still good for another 100 miles. You can still drive home. Nothing is going to break down. And um, and then you can book your appointment into your garage. 
And then, you know, going a step further, if you see the predictive maintenance side of things, maybe already your dealer can book you in for the next available appointment because they saw that your car is coming up for a 10,000 mile annual annual check or, or, or a brake pad change. So, you know, there is a hell of a lot of opportunity for the brands to look at how we can engage, how we can give uh, control and convenience into the customer's hands with the technology improving and the whole digitization. Absolutely. And and I guess, Dora, I guess just to to finish, really, I think one of the things I'd like to, to get your view on is, is what else? What should we be looking out for in the auto industry? I mean, you know, everybody's aware, as I said, of the electric cars coming through and, and a lot of the topics we've talked about. But what are the three big things that you'd say we should really keep our eyes on? And, and who's doing these things well? What are the uh, we, I know there's the Grenadier, but who are the other the makers, the other cars that we really ought to be keeping our eyes on that are doing some really exciting things out in the industry at the moment? I think there are big things coming up in the industry, which, um, you know, we need to decouple a little bit because urban mobility is, is a watch out place, definitely, because, you know, we see the regulations in London, in the big cities that, you know, it's uh, low emission zones and congestion charge and, you know, only hybrid, only electric vehicles in, in main city centres because of the environmental rules and regulations are changing rapidly, obviously for our own interest. But um, and then equally looking at so urban mobility itself will will drastically change and people living in a real urban environment, you know, they don't, they really don't need a vehicle to be owned. So all the, you know, subscription models and all of this, this is absolutely, you know, will will change the, the, the behavior and the industry. Of course, the demographic is changing as well in an urban environment. So, so, you know, millennials typically, they don't look for own anything. They want to have access to what they need in that given moment. And they they want to have exactly the same with their, with their vehicle. Today, I need a small urban vehicle to take me from A to B, but tomorrow I'm moving house, so I need a van uh, that can take my furniture from A to B. So, you know, having this the urban side of mobility moving into this, subscription really focused on mobility and pull, calling off from a pool the vehicle that I need for my own purpose it's very much going to happen and because everything is moving into that that direction that uh, the ease of access to the right type of vehicle will certainly change so that would be something that I would I would call out I as, think that's as so a big true. change having tried to move house as a student with everything in the back of a Ford Fiesta, it's really hard. And what I wouldn't have given for a subscription model where I could get a van yeah. when I needed it. <laughs> and apart from this, the other big thing that I would call out is the is really the data and the connectedness in, you know, from a 360 perspective, not only the connected car, but really the connectedness with all the way through the whole customer journey from the beginning as an end-to-end piece and and that has you know the engagement with the with the customer from a very early day all the way through their their life cycle with the brand and and that's that's i think it's a really a really big thing that it's happening it's it's ongoing but it will accelerate and it will it will change that 
you know how the not only the ownership but how the the manufacturer's behavior will change getting more understanding of the customer itself the use of the vehicle the vehicle and then how they feed that information back to to the different elements and different departments of the business to make more insightful decisions and make better predictions and demand forecasting and and all these things that that will certainly uh, happen and yeah so these are the two things that i would certainly call out and i think the the other thing is really how the business model will change and the role of the of the current retailers how it will change as a consequence of all of this these are the i think the three key areas where it will impact all manufacturers new uh, new manufacturers like Ineos or existing manufacturers at any of the any of the existing brands or even ev startup companies they 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 will all experience all of this because either they rely on an existing network to do their for example after sales activities or they are a brand new EV startup and they team up with a provider to, to do their after sales elements. So all the roles and uh, will will change within the industry, which will be very interesting to watch. And obviously with Ineos be a part of it to to shape and try and experience certain you know new business models and then and adjust uh, based on what we see how how the the industry and all our environment will change yeah i think it's gonna be so interesting um really interesting dora thank you so much for for coming to talk to us i really enjoyed it there's some really interesting changes going on i I can't wait to keep an eye on those changes and look out for the launch of the grenadier coming up i'll I'll be sure to book that test drive that you've got me very excited about now and look forward to seeing it Uh, good luck with with all of that and thank you Thank you and thanks for the invitation. I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much. Thank you.